One Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for more information, please visit us on the web at onechurch.net. Some time of worship. I hope you are sensing the presence of God wherever you're at uh, as we're singing that song, God, You're So Good. And uh, I, I love that in worship, we are refocusing uh, our hearts, retuning our hearts to the presence of God. And, you know, maybe your, your day has not been good. Uh, maybe your, your week, your month, your year hasn't been good, uh, but God is good. And when we focus on the goodness of God, it just uh, does something to us. And so I hope you feel that uh, sense of God's goodness today. Uh, even as we are recording this, I just sense the presence of God today. And uh, it's awesome that God is moving in this uh, season. Uh, where there's so much uncertainty that God is still good. And I want to just welcome all of you, those of you that maybe I've not had the chance to meet. My name's Justin. I'm the pastor here at One Church Park District. And uh, we are so, so glad that you're joining us today. Uh, maybe some of you um, are, are joining us for the first time. Maybe um, you're seeing this on YouTube, Facebook. You've stumbled uh, across us online. Uh, we are so glad that you're with us today, even in this uh, virtual church world. And uh, although we are gathering in a way that is different than what we've been used to, we want you to know that we're not uh, just, uh, you know, a, a vlog on the internet. We're a community of Jesus followers. We're people that love Jesus, want to follow Jesus, that, that uh, want to live the Jesus life together. And so we would love to connect with you, uh, whether you're in the Orlando area or somewhere else, we'd love to connect with you. And uh, so you can fill out the connection card on our website, ocparkdistrict.com, as we've already mentioned. And uh, also, I want to say a big welcome to all of our One Church family this morning. Now, wherever you're at, whether you are watching from home, whether you're in a house church gathering, maybe you're catching this message uh, later in the week. I'm just reaching through the camera to give you a big virtual hug this morning because I miss seeing your faces. And uh, although we have been able to see one another, we're gathering in our house church gatherings. Uh, I just want you to know how much we love you. And um, it's been a, it really has been a joy to get to hear what God's doing even in this season. Last week, I had the opportunity to go visit with a house church uh, in Altamont uh, at the Gillimets House. Shout out to the Gillimets House Church Gathering. And we just had an awesome, awesome time. And uh, so if you are not in a house church gathering, I want you to know house church is where it's at. Uh, don't do church alone in this season. And I know maybe some of you feel uh, perhaps not ready to engage in that way. I wanna encourage you, at least gather with your family gather with a roommate, uh, join us online. We actually have a, a little group that joins through Zoom uh, because we believe that church is not just about an event that you attend, it's a community to join and belong. And so in this season, we wanna encourage you to do that. And uh, maybe even if you've not been in a house church, why don't you just invite some people over to your house, invite a neighbor, invite a friend, uh, get together, have some brunch, uh, have a time of worship and prayer and uh, enjoy the teaching together, pray for one another. Church is not canceled in 2020. Uh, it's never been canceled because church is not about a building, it's about a community of people. And so I'm so glad that we can connect uh, even in this season 
And uh, if you have your Bibles, why don't you grab them this morning and turn with me to the book of Hebrews, uh, Hebrews chapter 12. I'm going to springboard from that in just a moment. While you're turning there, uh, let me just reiterate, uh, as we've already shared this morning, we are gathering this coming week. Uh, really, for the first time that we've had the chance to worship together in a larger gathering in a number of months. And we're going to be doing that this coming Friday, September 11th uh, at East End Market at 7 p.m. Uh, now we are gathering together. We're going to have a time of worship. We're going to uh, have a, a short time of teaching and sharing some plans that are coming up this fall. And so I really want to encourage you uh, plan to be there. Now, uh, as you know, uh, in this season we're in, there's always some caveats, some limitations that we have to work with. And so we wanna do the best we can to work with those. One of those is we are limited in number. And so we wanna encourage you RSVP, okay? Go to ocparkdistrict.com and RSVP, plan to join us. And uh, also, unfortunately, just because of the restrictions and limitations, we're not able to offer childcare. But I wanna encourage you, uh, those of you with kids, maybe plan for one parent to stay home, one to go out. Uh, you can do rock, paper, scissors to see who gets to go out, okay? But uh, join us this Friday, seven o'clock, East End Market for One Heart and Soul. All right, do you have your Bible? Uh, hopefully you've made it to Hebrews chapter 12. I wanna speak to you today a message that I'm calling Unshakable Living. Unshakable Living. Uh, if 2020 had a, uh, a theme song, the, the, the theme song may be, there's a whole lot of shaking going on. Uh, because uh, there has been every, uh, shaking in every aspect of life. I mean, uncertainty, uh, things that have been moving and, um, you know, things that we've not expected to happen uh, that have happened. We could have never imagined in our wildest dreams what 2020 would look like. In fact, uh, even as a pastor and leader, I, I was thinking like in 2017, I was like 2020 vision, baby. It is the year of crushing our goals, you know, being super productive. And all of that has gone out the window. It has all been shaken up. And uh, there's been shaking in every way imaginable. I mean, global shaking as the nations of the earth have been navigating one of the biggest global crises, certainly in our lifetime, national shaking across our country, dealing with issues of, of, of justice and equity and, and personal shaking, all of us navigating things, maybe just regarding family, maybe new rhythms of life that have been shaken up and you're having to navigate how to do that. Uh, we were shaken when we weren't sure if we'd be able to get toilet paper that is shaking to the core, okay? Or how we'd get groceries. And I'm thankful that we're past that season. Uh, but there is a whole lot of shaking going on. And uh, the Bible talks about that in Hebrews chapter 12. The author of Hebrews says this, and he's actually quoting from another place in the Old Testament. He says this, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 26. He says, yet once more, I shake, this is God speaking, not only the earth, but also heaven. In other words, I'm going to shake everything, heaven and earth. Now this, once more, indicates the removal of the things that are being shaken. Once more, in other words, happened, shaking has happened in the past, and it's going to happen again, and it will happen again. It indicates the removal of the things that are being shaken as of things that are made. The things which cannot be uh, the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Verse 
28, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. The author of Hebrews here is saying, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he's saying, hey, everything is going to be shaken. If you think something is certain, just wait. It's not yet been shaken. And he says, it's going to happen again. And there are times in our lives, there's times in history that God once again shakes everything that can be shaken. Now, you may hear that and you may go, that's not very encouraging. Things are going to be shaken. Heaven, earth, everything that's made is going to be shaken. Uh, you may say, Justin, I need a little encouragement right now. Well, uh, the Bible tells it to us straight. It tells it to us like it is that there will be times that we will go through things that will shake us to the very core. But the good news is this, that we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. In other words, there is a place for those of us who put our faith in Jesus that we can enter into this realm of life that is called the kingdom of God, that even while the kingdoms of the world and the rulers of the world and the spheres of this world are shaken to their very core, we can live a life that is unshakable even in a shaking world. That's what I wanna to speak to you today about. And in fact, I wanna look over at another passage of scripture in the book of Matthew that I think illustrates this. And this is Jesus finishing uh, what was really his kingdom manifesto, the Sermon on the Mount, where he's just reframing reality around his reality, the God reality, the true reality. And he gives uh, what is probably some of his most famous, most influential teaching. And here's how he finishes it in Matthew chapter 7. He tells this story that has been has come to be known as the parable of the builders or building on the rock. He says this in Matthew 7, 24, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended, the floods came and winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and great was its fall. Now we're talking about living unshakable, even in a world that is shaking, that we're receiving a kingdom that's unshakable. And here Jesus is talking about kingdom living, and he illustrates it with this parable, this story about these two men who are building, building a house. And one of them is building uh, on the rock. It is solid. It is secure. And one is building on the sand. And, and I believe that there is a, a, a valuable lesson really for every one of us in 2020 in this, uh, in this story that Jesus is illustrating, unshakable living. Uh, and the first thing I, I think that we need to see in this passage, I just want to give you a few observations. The first thing that I see is that everyone is building something. Everybody's building something. Both of these guys are building. They're both using their energy. They're both uh, exerting effort. They both have a plan. And, and the fact is that every one of us is building something. Uh, you may not have put on a tool belt this morning. You may, have, may not have gone to a construction site with a hammer. 
but you are building something. Maybe you're building a, a marriage, maybe you're building a relationship, maybe you're building a family, maybe you're building a legacy, maybe you're building your retirement, maybe you're building your portfolio, maybe you're building a business, maybe you're building your reputation. Every one of us is building something. And we are all called by God to build different things. We all have unique callings that we are called by God, commissioned by God, so to speak, to accomplish with our lives. Everybody's building something. The question is not whether you're building, it's where are you building? Where are you building? Are you building in your own kingdom? Are you building in the kingdom of God? Are you building where it's ultimately all about you and your accomplishments and your comfort and your own success and fame and fortune? Or are we building something that is about something beyond ourselves, something for the kingdom of God, the glory of God? Because where you build determines the value of what you build. Where you build determines the value of what you build. You can build a house in one area and the value will be a certain thing, but you can build it in another area and that value may be totally different. Same material, same effort, but where you build determines the value of what you build. Are you building in the kingdom of God? Are, are you thinking not just about how to make yourself successful, but how to bring God glory in everything that you do? How to live a life that is, uh, that is lasting beyond yourself, a life that is that matters for the kingdom of God. Everybody's building something. You're building something. When you get up tomorrow morning, head out the door, you're going to build something. So the first thing we can see is everybody's building something. The second thing is that storms come to everyone. Storms come to everyone. Now, maybe I'm mixing my metaphors of shaking and storms, but if you've ever been through a storm here in Florida, there is a whole lot of shaking going on. And and I would love it if this passage said that those who hear these words of mine and do them, they will be like people that have sunny days every day. It will be, you know, they, the other people, their neighbors, there will be a storm cloud over them. The rain and wind will beat on their house. But if you do what Jesus says, you're just going to have smooth sailing, sunny skies, you know, perfect weather. But that's not what the story says. The, the Bible says that storms came to both. Storms came to both. Serving Jesus doesn't exempt you from the storms of life. And some people ask the question, well, why do bad things happen to good people? And I think really an equally important question may be, why do good things happen to bad people? Because there are bad things that, hap that happen to everybody, but there's also good things that happen to everyone. The Bible says it this way, that God makes the rain fall on the just and the unjust. He makes the sun rise on the unjust and, and, and on the just. And, and so the question it really presupposes that there is a standard of goodness. That, that if we say, why do bad things happen to good people? The, the question that we have to ask is, what determines whether someone is good? And that is a standard outside of ourselves. The Bible is clear that God made the world. He made it good, but that through our own sin, we've all turned away from God. The world has become broken and corrupt, and there is within every one of us this sense of this world isn't how it should be. But the fact is that when we 
look at God's standard of goodness, every single one of us falls short. And so it is not that there is some good people and there are some bad people. When we are compared to God's standard of goodness, we're the bad people. I'm the bad guy. Now, some of us may be better at hiding our badness than others, but before God, we all stand in the same category. We've all turned away. We've all fallen short. And so storms come to everyone. The good news of the gospel isn't that life is easy and smooth sailing when you follow Jesus. It's that storms happen. Pain happens. There are going to be dark, dangerous days. But the good news of the gospel is that there is a place that every one of us can go that is a place of refuge and a place of strength. And so everybody's building something Storms come to everyone. The third thing I see from this is that how you live determines how you last. Just like the author of Hebrews says, yet once more, I'm going to shake everything that can be shaken. In other words, there will be a day, if you're not being shaken right now, there will be a day that you will be shaken. And what you do today determines how you last. I remember a few years ago, there was a hurricane coming or they were thinking it was maybe going to come. And I was like, nah, it's not coming. It's not coming. And I waited until the last minute. And the day that the hurricane was bearing down upon us, I'm out trying to find sandbags. There are no sandbags. I'm making mud bags. I kid you not. I made mud bags. Doesn't work for the record. Uh, I was trying to find uh, plywood and um, ended up, you know, as the storm is hitting, I have my brother Joel out and we are, we are putting plywood over the windows of my house. And I, I made a decision on that day. I'm never going to wait until the storm has arrived to prepare. I'm going to live prepared. Now I've got plywood uh, that I always hold on to and some sandbags that I always keep because I know that there will be a day, maybe today's a sunny day, maybe today's a beautiful day, but there will be a day that, that the storm will come. And, and I don't want to wait until that moment. I want to live ready now. And so how we live determines how we last. Out of this passage, I believe God is showing us that there is an opportunity, even when the world's shaken, even when storms come, that we can live unshakable lives in a shaking world. So how do we do that? I want to give you three things that I believe are just practical things that we can do. Really three shifts, three shifts to live unshakable in a shaking world. The first thing that I believe we need to do is if we're going to live unshaken as people in 2020, there's so much uncertainty, there, there's so much instability. There's so much of a sense of angst and shaking even in our souls. How do we live unshaken? The first thing is we need to shift from what is temporal to what is eternal. We need to shift from what's temporal to what is eternal. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. In other words, the whole foundation that gives strength to our lives begins with the Word of God. Whoever hears these sayings of mine, the Word of God is the, is the source of our strength. In an unshakable world, we need a place that we can go. We, we need some thoughts that we can think that will give strength and stability and stillness to our soul even while the world is shaking around us. 
And if you build your life off of the words on Twitter and the words on Instagram and this person's words and that person's words and this expert and that expert, you are going to live perpetually shaken. You're going to be shaken. Your, your life is going to be on a roller coaster, emotional roller coaster, if, if you live uh, based off of whatever the latest scroll is or whatever the latest news is. And I'm not saying that we should be ignorant or absent from the world, but don't build your life on what is temporal. Uh, I mean, we've seen it even in recent months that, you know, they'll say this one day and the next day they'll say something else. And again, I'm not saying that we disregard uh, the experts and other, you know, directives that were given, but I'm saying I'm not building my life off of someone else. I'm building my life on the Word of God. Uh, for 2,000 years, the, the, the Word of God has been true. The teaching of Jesus has been true. It's a firm foundation. It's not changing. And, and, and so I want to build my life on that. The Bible says this in 1 Peter chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 25, the grass withers and the flower falls away, but the Word of the Lord endures forever the Word of God. And, and so we need to spend time meditating on the Word of God. We need to spend time studying the Word of God. That's why we believe teaching the Word and, and discussing the Word and uh, reading the Word and even memorizing the Word is so important. Not so you can check it off your to-do list, but because it does something to us. As the world is shaking around us, when we Build our life on the Word of God. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. So the first thing that we need to do is we need to shift from temporal. We need to shift to eternal. We need to live based on the Word of God. The second shift I think we need to have is we need to shift from what is convenient to what is conviction. From con convenience to conviction. Jesus said it this way, uh, that it did not fall, the man who did uh, obeyed the word of God, it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. The rock. The rock is, is something that is strong. It's something that is, that is weighty. Something that is, um, that, that is stable and secure. And, you know, in the world where things are often changing and opinions are changing and and outlooks on life are changing, and it can be so convenient to shift your conviction. I believe we need to shift from convenience to conviction. There's another passage that, or another translation of this passage that says that that man was one who dug down deep. And, and if we're gonna live unshakable, we need to have a deep sense of conviction. That's what we're singing about today. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. Even though my circumstances may not look good, God, I believe that you're good. I'm convicted to my core. It's what I'm building my life upon. Now, the fact is that, that rocks and building on a rock is not always convenient. Uh, you, the rock is not going to adapt to you. You have to adapt to the rock. You have to change to the, the rock. And, you know, rocks or, or foundations, so to speak, at this time when Jesus was speaking, if they wanted to build a foundation, they had to build on an existing rock. Of course, now, today, we lay a new foundation, but, but foundations 
or, or laying that firm foundation is not always quick. Uh, it's not always that exciting. Um, if you've ever built a house, uh, normally in the process, people don't show up and go, oh my goodness, your foundation is just incredible. I am so excited. Uh, I, I'm going to add this to my Pinterest boards of foundations because I'm a big fan of foundations. Uh, that's not what most people are excited about. They like the furniture, they like the decor, they like the layout. But if that is not built on a firm foundation, it will not last. And if we want to live a life that is unshakable, we need to build on a firm foundation. That's not always convenient. It's not always quick, but it is strong. I heard a story kind of similar to this parable that Jesus told of a, a developer who went and found two builders and he commissioned them each to build a home. He gave them a sum of money and he said, I, I want you to each go build a home for me. And the first builder uh, did it as quick as possible. He cranked it out. Uh, he, he threw it up quickly. He kind of cut corners where he could. He, um, you know, he used the, the least expensive material so that he could, prof uh, he could pocket the extra money and uh, kind of had that close enough is good enough uh, approach to his work. And then the second one, uh, the, the second one took time. He, he, he was slower and steady. He was precise in his measurements. He bought the best quality of materials. And it took him longer, but he, he finished and, and they both went back to the developer. And, and then the developer took the keys and, and he handed it to the builders and he said, here you go, you have this house, you live in this house. And that's really a picture uh, of each one of us, our lives, when we live out of convenience, it may be more expedient in the moment, it may be easier, it may be more popular in the moment, but ultimately it's gonna put us on a shaky foundation. But when we live from conviction, that the Word of God is true, and I wanna follow the Word of God, it doesn't mean that we don't change, it doesn't mean that we're not stuck in a rut, the, you know, the revelation of God's Word is continuing to unfold, and God is continuing to reshape things in our hearts. You know, even in church, we're continuing to unfold, we're, we're continuing to develop, we're continuing to change to the times that we live in, but, you know, it's one thing to change the furniture, to change the decor, it's another thing to have to relay the foundation, and we don't want to relay the foundation, we want to build our life on the Word of God, and we want to build our lives on a firm foundation of conviction. And so we need to shift from what is temporal to what is eternal. We need to shift from what's convenient to conviction. And the third thing I want you to see is that we need to shift from observance to obedience. If we want to live a life that lasts, if we want to live unshakable in a shaking world, we need to move from observance to obedience. Notice what the scripture says, the difference between these two people. The, the thing they did differently is they both heard the word, but the one who built on the rock was one who heard and obeyed. I wish it said that he just liked it, he retweeted it, he, he clapped. I love what you're saying, but it says he heard and he obeyed. He, he, he put action to it. I like the way that the NIV puts it. It says, whoever hears these words and puts them into practice. 
In other words, it's not enough just to hear the Word of God. It's not enough just to hear the truth, but we've got to build it into our lives. Whoever hears these words and does them, do we have to, are we called by God to do what He tells us? Or can we just kind of live however we want? I have to tell you that the Bible is pretty clear that we are called to obey what God tells us to do. Whoever hears these words and does them is like a man who built on the rock. As James says, don't just be a hearer of the word, be a doer. How many messages do we hear? How many times do we go to the scripture and we hear it and we move on without ever taking action in response to it. But again, I love the way that the NIV says it. Whoever hears these words and puts them into practice. Or the New American Standard says, whoever hears these words and acts on them. You know, maybe you hear that word, whoever does them, and you go, I, I know I don't always do what I should do. I love that practice because it's not about being perfect. The story of the gospel is none of us in our own strength, in our own effort, do what God calls us to do. We can't do it, but we have made a, an intentional decision. God, I'm reorienting my life to follow Jesus, to obey what you tell me to do. And, and we're not always going to do it, uh, but we're going to continue to practice. Let me say it this way. You, you may mess up, but don't give up. You may mess up. Maybe you feel like your life is, is messed up today. Uh, but, but just because you mess up, don't give up. You see, the strength of your life is not determined by your building skill. It's determined by the foundation that you're build, building on. It wasn't that the one man was a great builder and the other one was kind of sloppy. It was, the, it was what they built upon, what they were building on. That's why the author of Hebrews finishes the passage that we read earlier by saying this, therefore, Hebrews 12, 28, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, listen to this, let us have grace. We're not earning a kingdom. We're not building a kingdom. We are receiving a kingdom. Therefore, let us have grace grace. The strength of our lives isn't determined by our skill. It's determined by the foundation we're building on. We've been given free access into the kingdom of God. That removes all pride, that removes all sense of superiority of, you know, the one man looking at the other and that he's made a mess of his lives, the of his life. The fact is all of us have made a mess of our lives. That's why we need Jesus. But we are receiving the kingdom that cannot be shaken. Therefore, let us have grace. Let us have grace. We need to have grace for people in this time of shaking. There's people that are filled with fear and anxiety. There's people whose lives are shaking. And, and we can never look at other people, look down at our, our noses at them, because the fact is that we are them. We're all in that place. We're all messed up. But the gospel is that there is an open invitation to anyone who wants to come. Come build your life on the rock. Even in the world that's shaking, there is a place of security. There's a place of strength. There's a refuge to run to. It's a place of grace, not based on your skill, but based on the grace of God for our lives. Since we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace. I wanna pray for you today. 
If you would, just bow your heads wherever you're at. I believe God is speaking to us today. God's speaking to us, even through this message. And maybe some of us, we, are, we have been shaken. Maybe you're filled with stress and, and you've been stressed during this time. And of course, there's, there, there's reasons. We've faced a storm. We're facing storms and challenges. But I believe that God wants us to go to that place of peace, that place of joy in Him. And so maybe you need to today just once again make that decision to put your faith in Jesus. To, to not just be a hearer of His Word, but to be a doer, to be what the Bible calls a disciple or a follower of Jesus. Maybe you've never made that decision to move onto the rock, to build your life on the words of Jesus. I'm glad to tell you today that regardless of what your life looks like, it's not too late to put your faith in Jesus. And so, Father, I pray even now as people are hearing this word, God, I pray, let it take root in our hearts. Father, I pray for those that are shaken. And Lord, even as we in the, this world are being shaken, God, we thank you, Lord, that what can be shaken is shaken so that that which cannot be shaken will remain. Lord, I pray you would show us, God, things that perhaps we have built into our lives that are not eternal, not based on conviction, not based on obedience to you, God, so that we can live unshakable. Lord, I pray for those that maybe have never made that decision to put their faith in Jesus. Lord, thank you that it's not according to our effort. It's not that we've earned it, God, but it's an open invitation. And so, Lord, right now, I, I pray that you would help people to make that decision today, to put their faith in you. Even as you're watching this, maybe you've never put your faith in Jesus. You've never turned from what is temporal to what is eternal. I want to invite you right now to make that decision, to just say in your heart, God, I choose to turn from my own way and to turn your way. Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Help me to follow you. Help me to obey you. Help me to live a life that lasts, a life that's unshakable, even in a world that is shaking. We thank you for it, Lord, today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, if you made that decision today, you prayed to, to, to turn your life over to God today, we want to do everything we can to help you. And I want to encourage you again, just go to our website, ocparkdistrict.com, and uh, fill out the connection card. Let us know that you made that decision. Or maybe you need prayer. You're going through shaking. Uh, we want to stand with you in prayer. We want to stand on that foundation of faith together. And uh, thanks so much for watching today. I want to remind you again, join us Friday night, RSVP on our website. We can't wait to see you Friday night for one heart and soul. Thanks so much. God bless you. We'll see you then.